Once again, from the swamps of South Florida, eating some tangerines. This is Chip and flinging doo doo. It's Captain Brunch. I hope you brought your diapers because I didn't bring my power cord. Yeah, we're starting late because uh, the captain over here forgot his lithium charger. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's hard to get back in the groove of things. Like, uh, I, that's why I like to be. A beast of burden. I mean, a beast of habit. I mean, a creature of habit, because it allows me to constantly do the same things over and over again, which is easier than having to do different things all the time. Speaking of habits, we missed last week. Yeah, it's all good though. Oh, it's because my dad. Oh my god, you had to remind me. My da- my dad came to town. Family yeah. comes first. Uh, yeah, you know, he lives in Washington state and my dad, uh, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know how, uh, how deep we want to get so early in this show, but let's just say (laughs) for the relevancy of the show, he's a shit corner, right? I mean, we've talked about not even really like, although he did bring up the stupid elephant Elephant coin token, (laughs) he's, he's convinced that, uh, the, the founder of elephant dung token lives in Venetian Causeway and he he, he hasn't dumped his dung yet. No, because he doesn't know how, cause it's trapped. Remember that he, uh, he staked it. So it's trapped in a, in a stake. Jesus Christ. Oh, I prefer some steak over some elephant dung. That's for sure. Mm, I had plenty of steak already this weekend. It was a barbecue yesterday, and then there was meat left over from the barbecue. So my mom like made me piganha tonight. God, what do you? So you're complaining about me eating tangerines while you're like messing with the mic? I mean, he gives me a mic, and it's like half a foot too low. Get a better mic stand. Someday, anyway. one, someday, one day. So what's going on? Oh man, all kinds of things, you know. So when I went back to get the the power cable, so I go to, I go to my my apartment, I get the power cable, and on my way, you know, when when I get there, I notice that one of the sprinklers, like the sprinkler head, like fell off somehow, and it was just like shooting like water, like, and uh, you know, it's I live there, so. As much as I, I want to just ignore it and let it be someone else's problem, I'm like, uh, like there's no one around. No one's going to do anything about this. There's already tons of water everywhere. So before I, before I got back in my car to come back, I decided, you know what? I, I can fix this. I can fix this. So, you know, I took like two seconds and looked. I'm like, oh, okay, here's the sprinkler head. And oh, it's just uh, the pipe that attaches it to like the pipe in the ground. I guess the adhesive had worn off or they never used adhesive or whatever. So I just like shoved it back on. Gave it a nice push down into the floor. Hey, good look at you. Are you soaked? (laughs) I'm I'm dry now, but my Uh, my left arm was wet. I was going to say, there's no way (laughs) you didn't come in dripping. No, I mean, I, 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 you know, I stretched my hand out as I like, you know, I kind of kept my body away from it. I'm like, I don't want to get soaked right now. And I didn't get soaked, but I was able to get the, the, you know, the sprinkler head back on. And then I had this moment where I'm like looking, you know, at the building and I can see the backyard, like this little hallway that goes to the the backyard of the building. And I'm like, like, this is an 80 unit building. 
Like how 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 are we, how are we supposed to maintain this crap? You know how do, like that's why everything costs money, right? Because we got to pay people to do all these things. Like my, I tell, I send a message to my mom. And she's like, oh, okay, we got to tell the gardener so he can fix it. And I'm like, I don't like, why is it always someone else's responsibility? Like, why can't we just fix it? Why do we have to call the gardener and wait until this guy shows up? And is he going to charge us extra to fix his crappy worksmanship? I don't know, but I've got some true blue in my apartment, which is a, a pipe sealant. And I'm just going to slap that on tomorrow True blue? Yeah. Sounds like some high-grade cocaine. True blue. I would not snort this stuff. It looks like like slimy, gooey, something or other. But I used to use it when I was in the plumbing department at my last job. So, Well, you know, great idea to fix stuff yourself, but what if you don't know what the fuck you're doing and you just fuck it up even worse? Okay, well, I mean, if you don't know what you're doing, then don't don't try things. But, like, why don't you know what you're doing? Why, why, why does... Almost everything in your life rely on other people having expertise and not you. There's only so many hours in the day. Well, obviously, there's only so many hours in the day. But, you know, the more skillful you are, the more useful. Why can't you man the, 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 um, the production of the podcast yourself? One day, <laughs> maybe, I will. One day. One day. But in the meantime, that's what I've got a chimp running around for. Ooh, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> So, you know, I, I, as I've been mentioning, so I have this new job and it's been a week, it's been a, a week and a month that I've been there. And even though I think everything's going well, I'm also freaking out that they're going to fire me. And I don't know, I think it's maybe they call it like imposter syndrome or something where I just, I feel like I should be. <clears throat> you feel like a, diver, um, a diversity hire? No, there's no way. You think that's why they hired? I'm not represented as a diversity in any way in my resume, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Definitely. I mean, I did mention Bitcoin in my job interview. <laughs> I did. You know, the, the the general manager asked me like uh, if there's anything else or something like that. And I'm like, well, you know, I do host a meetup every Sunday about Bitcoin. Wow, dropping names. Bitcoin brunch Sundays, or is it again? At Naomi's Naomi's Garden. Naomi's Garden. Well, wow, we're we're definitely jumping ahead. But speaking of, where we're is jumping it? ahead? <laughs> Where's the set list? <laughs> I didn't get it. Well, the reason I say that is because, as we've mentioned before on the show, you know there there is this local Bitcoin Grove idea, effort, theory. And as as we also know from a few weeks ago, because um, what was it? Hash ketchup? Hash ketchup? Remember? You don't remember who boosted us? Oh, this is so sad. Well, we were boosted by someone named Hash Ketchum, I believe, and they were reminding us about the PokeSats uh, project that was going on. Never heard of it. What is that? You gotta be. You see. <laughs> Chimp, chimp, see now, chimp is flinging shit. Here this I'm is, giving you an opportunity <laughs> to to talk about it again. But no. <laughs> well, you know, so Poke Sats, as I explained in great detail, <laughs> it was you know it, it's a it's a commemorative effort, and 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 now I have it under great authority that the the target audience of Poke Sats are parents who played Pokemon cards when they were adolescent or t- 
team and who want to share that same joy and love and reverie with their children. Except their digital art minted on Bitcoin. Like Mr. Meme and Squirts. What's his name again? Oh, no. Well, why don't you go to... Um, I'm going right now. Yeah, go to the website, PokeSats. Flairmander. What is the website called? PokeSats.com. Okay, so if you go to PokeSats.com, you can see the collection. Or dicks. <laughs> what the fuck? And, and they plebe. All, <laughs> I want to get plebe. <laughs> well, he's like a fat pidgey watching TV. <laughs> Chimp, I don't know if you can afford it, but, um, <clears throat> but yeah, go ahead and you should go ahead and get one. This is actually pretty funny. His, so his move is tweet, which costs five. Plebe lets out a sonic blast that while very annoying, does very little damage. Yeah. So his, oh man, my throat is like killing me right now for all of a sudden. <clears throat> um, we may have to take Captain Brunch over to the emergency room. He's currently suffering a dry throat. Yeah, it could be something like that. That was more. Yeah, it's a little bit like a burning sensation. That I had a tangerine, vitamin C, baby. I had I had like a little a little tiny one this morning. Um, okay, so the point of me bringing up Poke Sats was that as we knew. <clears throat> as I had mentioned on previous episodes of Saturday Night Lit, that the founder of PokeSats, Professor Ack, was very interested in supporting the local Miami, you know, the, the Miami, South Florida Bitcoin community. And so um, if, if, if my sources are correct, and I do believe they are, I, I think that the, the, the proceeds of the recent... PokeSat sales are going to be used to sponsor the impending Bitcoin Grove physical location. Ooh! So, if I uh, my understanding is there's a three month contract that's going to be closed very soon. Uh, that's going to guarantee for three months a space for the Bitcoin Grove to exist. Um, back to the community. I like it. Yeah. So there's going to be a few. You know, a few uh, Bitcoin companies, I guess, that are going to be the main sponsors, including PokeSats, which is a Bitcoin company. And and then they're going to they've invited me uh, to the extent that this deal goes through to host Bitcoin brunch at the Bitcoin Grove. What? Yeah. Yeah. So. Damn. But what about Naomi's food? Uh, I mean, Naomi's food is great and it's always going to be there. So that's not deliver? an issue. Yeah. They, uh I mean, you could, you know, they they do Uber Eats and all that stuff. And we just take one of the, like the cooks and just bring them to. Yeah, that's not going to work. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to poach their cooks. Um, well, it's on know, Sundays from ten to three. Come and hang out with me. Anyway, so uh, you know, it's something I've been thinking about for a long time about you know the possibility of moving Bitcoin brunch. Not necessarily that I wanted to, and my uh, argument has always been that. I would need a better space, you know, like it needs to be an appropriate space that maintains our liberty. You know, we have a certain level of freedom and um, there's a certain vibe or ambiance that exists there. So uh, I have been offered various times to move Bitcoin brunch, but I never wanted to because none of the um, opportunities that were given to me, in my opinion, would have improved the experience. People offered to move Bitcoin brunch? 
Yeah, multiple times. We've talked about this. I don't remember that. That's interesting, though. Yeah, because you definitely want to, like, I mean, people want to be able to smoke. People want to be able to, like, bring their own drinks and just, like, sit around. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much people necessarily want to do either of those two things. I mean, some people definitely do. Other people don't. Um, to me, the, the main concern is for there to be food for people. I think it's important for people to, to be able to sit down and eat. Um... We haven't had coffee, so we're probably going to have coffee at the new space. Uh, so th- th- there would there would be coffee and bagels, I guess, uh, in the morning. Like Wait, if you showed Einstein's? up at 10. What? Where is this going to be? Oh, well, so I don't know how much I'm going to say about that yet until the things are finalized. But it's going to be in Miami, um, very close to where Naomi's garden is, actually. But it's going to, you know... Uh, again, like I don't, until things are finalized, I just I just want to you know for the people who listen to Saturday Night Lit, I'm kind of giving you the inside scoop, but I can't I can't just can't say everything. So, you know, ask me after the show, you asshole. <laughs> He's under contract. I mean, it's just to respect privacy, and you know, because until things go through, like if if I go ahead and start blabbing about the specific details, and then things don't come through, then it's gonna make me look like an asshole. <laughs> you, do, you do that plenty yourself. <laughs> anyway, well, that's good to hear that Bitcoin Brunch will be growing itself into something else. I mean, I don't know about growing, adapting, evolving, something like that. I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy to keep the size of Bitcoin Brunch as it is now. I don't like, you know, I don't like too many people coming to Bitcoin Brunch. It gets overwhelming and annoying to have to... Not in terms of people, but like you're going to have coffee and bagels. That's 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 growing to me. <laughs> it's definitely different than Caribbean food, and I'm certainly going to miss the Caribbean food. But the, again, Naomi's is always going to be there. So. It's, so in other words, it's becoming wider. That's what you're saying. Sure, or narrower and, and narrower. pointed in a different direction. Um, uh, and I, to me, it's, it's important to be... Becoming a, more Jewish. <laughs> That's a color, Ooh, right? Jewish. We got to get Nova. Mm. Anyway, and Schmear. So if they're going to create a Bitcoin-only space and there's going to be, like, if all the other Bitcoin events are going to be happening there, like, well, I might as well have my Bitcoin event happen there as well to the extent that, again, that I'm able to maintain the liberty that I already have. So uh, it's exciting times. That's going to make the vortex a lot more narrow as well. <laughs> it just goes to the same place for all the events. Well, but what it allows us to do then is to focus more on the, I guess, the branches or the satellite or like the the bands of the vortex, you know, so um, the events that happen further away, like Broward County Bitcoin, um, Palm Beach Bitcoin, next time we can get Boca Bitcoin, and then we can, you know, uh, like Naples Bitcoiners. Is Tampa, South Florida? No. <laughs> what the fuck? But Naples is, right? More north than freaking... I don't know, man. Now, South Florida is just the Tri-County tri- tri- area. It's not South Florida. Yes, it is. Okay, I do not believe this. South like, Florida, Florida is just the Tri-County area. It's not just... And, the tri- and Monroe, so Quad County. I mean, so, you're, like, what about Port St. Lu- Port St. Lucie is South Florida? I feel like Vero Beach is South Florida. I feel like South Florida goes up to like Orlando. Oh, that's Central. Florida. Like Orlando is not is not South Florida, but I'm saying it goes like up to like there. 
Fort, like, what about Fort Myers? What I'm trying Naples. to say is that South Florida is a certain vibe. Wait, what, like when you say South no, Florida, that's to you exactly to me. And I am born and raised South Florida. Well, so. yeah, you sound like such a Nazi right now. That's fine. So if you have an opinion about what you think South Florida is, you should boost us and let us know. Give us your definition. Give us your boundaries. What what are the expanses of your South Florida? Is your South Florida inclusive or is your South Florida exclusive? I'm not sure. Um, to me, I, you know, this is, have we had this discussion about like, you know, the, the culturally the United States, the South, and then the North, and how you get the, the Mason-Dixon line, which separates the South and the North. But it's, you know, so it's not, it's not, um, like a direct concept of north and south it's more of just the directionality of of things above this line and below this line so maybe you're right you know maybe south florida is the the tri-county area but uh, to me the tri-county area is the tri-county area i would call that like the miami metropolitan area or i I would just literally say tri-county area yeah to me it's miami like People recognize the term Miami, so it's that's what gets used, like or like around the world, around the country, Miami, and to, some people just say South Florida because it's kind of like adjacent to Miami. Yeah, but isn't it's Naples like how is Naples not South Florida? Like people yeah, also retire to Naples. Technically, it's South Florida, but technically, I'm not talking about technically. I'm talking about the phrase like South Florida. Hialeah is technically Florida, South Florida, but it's more like North Cuba. Oh my God, uh, yeah, no. It's what? What do you like? It's that. That's a strange thing to say. I feel like Cuba is Cuba, and then when Cubans come here, it's it's just something else. Like they are Cubans, but it's not like Cuba. Have you been to Hialeah? Yes, many times. All right. <laughs> um, see, so I mean, Panda says Naples is Southwest Florida. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Panda. But he also says Miami is Southeast Florida. Well, yeah, because, oh, Northeast. Well, <laughs> Okay, you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm, you see what I'm saying? I don't say Southeast Florida. I don't say, like, Miami's in Southeast Florida. I would never say that. But it is technically true. Technically, semantically. It's semantically true. So, you know, where where's the middle ground? But people actually call Naples Southwest Florida. No one says, oh, Southeast Florida. Well, but, but it's just pa- South Florida. Panda just said it. So, so you're you're saying Panda's nobody. No, but I understand. Oh, but Panda oh, is also from Chicago, so like <laughs> he's not used to saying you know South Florida, Southeast Florida. Well, maybe people in you know like in other parts. See, this is another thing. Like, is our opinion yes. too urban centric? <laughs> and like, if you were in Naples, maybe people in Naples are like, oh my God, they're they're othering us. Like they have they've kicked us out of South Florida. Those elitist schmucks on the East Coast. It's like how New Yorkers dictate what is New York and what is good pizza and what is this and that. Like, okay, yeah, you guys have your opinions. You're New Yorkers, whatever. Who cares? (laughs) But I get to have that same stance with Miami and South Florida and whatever the fuck you want to call it. The swamp. I feel like, (laughs) yeah, that's a that's an interesting um, that's an interesting cross to bear. So, like, are we gonna be? South Florida elitists, are, are we creating this culture right now? Like we are now going to define this new uh, cultural gang that basically just tries to make people from out of town feel less than us. How? Okay. So <laughs> we've always been a part of the gang. It's just like 
just the simple opinion of like growing up here and just having these opinions. But I think I'm growing up here. I always kind of like, who are you putting down? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got a, a hoagie coming. <laughs> oh no! I mean, I love. I, I, I think there's there is uh, you know, there are good things to say about people who who move to South Florida from other places, and then there are less good things to say about people who uh, move to South Florida from other places. I think I like out-of-towners. I mean, I, I, I try to judge people on a case-by-case basis. Um, I don't know how to put it. I wish we had more people like Panda moving and less like some of the pricks you find in Aventura, but whatever. <sighs> yeah, that's for sure. Speaking of out-of-towners, um, <laughs> went to I go to um, like the different grocery stores on the weekends. And Walmart on Saturday was so weird because it's like... All these scantily clad young girls walking around. And I see all like this like light skin, white skin. I'm like, oh yeah. Spring, Spring break. break. <laughs> these people who haven't seen a fucking sun in a year. <laughs> I swear. And for one week. Yeah. Crazy. Like it was like so trash. busy. Just trash everything. So many people, dude. It's yeah. So on Thursday, I had a 12 hour work day and we didn't leave the job. Until I mean, six thirty something like that, and so we're coming back from. We were in a city called Lighthouse Point, which is North Fort Lauderdale, and we're driving back and we're passing through Las Olas, like the downtown Fort Lauderdale area, and then we just kind of like you're saying, like all of these scantily clad girls, like they're in short skirts. They, I have no problem with that. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm not <laughs> complaining. I'm just describing. They're wearing, you know, like a. Uh, tank tops or all these like you know these little tops that are just tiny and and uh but it's a thursday and i'm like this is a thursday and then my coworker was like yeah man it's spring break this is gonna go on all month <laughs> yeah because i know they like different schools have staggered their, their it's not break even time. sure okay so there's people who's actually in school and there's people who just want to come down for spring break and they dictate their own days you know mm-hmm. would just come down Oh, man. Well, that's interesting. So there's going to be plenty of traffic on the way home. But today was the opposite. Walmart was empty. Fucking, there was no traffic on Biscayne, no traffic on 19th over here. It was weird, dude. It was fucking weird. Like, what event is going on other than uh, all the banks collapsing? Well, I mean, you're just saying that that Walmart was just dead in general? Like, there was no Last week, it was... Balls to the wall. This week it was, yes, today it was like, wait, where are all the people? Maybe it also just has to do with the time of month because now it's like March 11th. So last last Saturday was right after payday, you know, for the people who get paid like at the end of the month or people who get their their checks, you know, from the government, et cetera. <laughs> but it's, to me, consistently on Saturdays, it's, it's busy. And yesterday was not, but anyway. I don't know. Yesterday, Friday. Yes, today, 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 sorry. Today, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I've been stuck in my house. I mean, I've been in my house all day. I'm not wanting to leave. The barbecue fucking just beat me up. This barbecue I went to yesterday. I did not want to go, but they're like, oh, you got to come. And I'm like, oh, you know, like family, friends. And I'm not trying to like make people angry at me because I didn't come to their barbecue. (laughs) So I went to the barbecue. It was good. I enjoyed it. The food was good. I don't... I don't regret it. I just wish I would have left like an hour earlier. 
Yeah, you ate too much or you drank too much or I had one drink. Uh how big was the drink? It was like a full cup. Um what was it? It was I don't know, it was like a liqueur and a, a bubbly wine. <laughs> it was it was all right. It was refreshing. It refreshed me at a time when I was pretty unrefreshed. So I, I, I appreciated that. Mm, I love barbecue. I want to do another barbecue, that's for sure. Probably, man, like a Bitcoin barbecue. And once I get more money, I'm going to get like a little grill. So I grill stuff out here. So you did mention, uh, you know, so the bank, What what, what what's this bank situation? What do you know? I took, I went to Chase yesterday and took all my money out. Really? So, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to, but I was like, nah, fuck it. I'm going to keep doing whatever I'm doing. Oh yeah, work. <laughs> yeah um i mean i i bank with charles schwab i'm not really too worried i also don't have very much money with them <laughs> so i'm also not too worried um but apparently silicon valley bank starting thursday they stopped honoring withdrawals and was it wells fargo a, a bunch of like giant deposits were missing yeah, I'm not worried about that. Like, th- there was something that happened recently. That just seemed like some sort of technical bullshit. That it's because all that money's fake, right? So they're just numbers. What concerns people is assets that are being held in banks, and so yeah, when you can't take it out. Like, apparently there was billions of dollars of USDC, the stablecoin by Circle and other g- companies, and um. Yeah, you know me, I'm a Bitcoiner, so to me that's all bullshit anyway, so I don't know, I don't know. Most of the money that was in that bank was not FDIC insured because the FDIC only insures deposits up to 250000 First quarter mil. Um, so, you know, Circle, Circle is, or Coinbase, I should say, they are not honoring people turning their USDC into dollars right e- now. And they are saying that they're waiting till Monday when the banks open. Well, that's exactly what Sam Bankman-Fried said on the weekend before, like, their whole collapse was. He's like, oh, well, this is just because the banks are closed. He literally, you know, so to me, that is not a very... um, It doesn't inspire much confidence. Yeah, yeah, it's not (laughs) a confidence-inspiring thing to say that that you... a bank that was open 24-7, Coinbase, can't honor exchanging things to dollars this weekend because the banks are closed. Because the is, banks are closed. Like, this is bullshit. And it's so funny because they just released a commercial. Coinbase released a really compelling commercial, a pro-Bitcoin commercial. It wasn't a crypto commercial. It was a Bitcoin commercial. Do you still have your Coinbase account? It still exists. I haven't used it in a long time. Your little sats still in there? <clears throat> oh, no. Stack? I, I don't think I have any sats in there. That's good. There okay. might be like some weird shit coin that they gave me for free for like watching a video and that, that, that I could not convert to Bitcoin. <laughs> Whack. I closed mine <clears throat> last year. I'm not really one to close accounts. I'm more of to just like let them sit there. And they keep emailing me saying I have to redo some sort of um, 
KYC verification. Oh, that's what it was. To keep my account open. That's what it was. <clears throat> and yeah. they even gave me a date. They were like, you have to do it by this date or we're going to close your account. And I'm like, you know, fuck you. Like, go ahead, close my account. And they still, they're still sending me bullshit emails. I'm like, I thought you guys were going to close my account. That's funny. No, they weren't going to close my account. They're they're going to leave my account open forever. They're just going to make sure that if I ever decide to use it, I have to go through some stupid KYC process again. Right, twist your nipples. <laughs> leave my nipples alone. I don't like that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, yeah, we'll see if that causes some sort of contagion. I'm personally not too worried, but maybe this will be the real crypto winter that I've been waiting for for several months now, and we've talked about it. You know, I don't think what that what's happened so far was really crypto winter. To me, I even called it crypto autumn. <laughs> and so maybe this will be crypto winter. Maybe if Coinbase goes down, that would be epic. It would be epic, and we'd have plenty to talk to talk about next Saturday. <laughs> Bitcoin spring. It's always Bitcoin spring to me. So I brought I brought some show and tell this week. I brought a couple show and tell. So the first thing I'm going to show you. Have you read those comics from last week or two weeks ago? I read everything, yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, no, I did not read Hip Hop Family Tree yet. And it's funny because just after I got it, right now the guy Ed Pisker announces that he's creating a like single volume that is going to contain the whole four volumes of Perfect. hip hop family trees. So I'm like, ugh. so now like, so I just, anyway, so I'll probably end up buying like the collector's edition of volumes three and four. And then when this fucking new one comes out, I'll probably also buy that one. Well, yeah, because, I mean like, but from someone who buys shit like that, it's like, yeah, you, like you found the compendium, but then you're like, oh, I wish I had the original volumes. When it first came out. Yeah. So at least you have that. You have the original when it first came out. Yeah, exactly. Well, not even because it's or a collector's the, edition. But but this but this new one is basically, it's going to make it easier. Because I guess volumes three and four are harder to find. And so this is going to make it easier for uh, people to just... Oh, because this is what he was saying. He was saying that because he's an independent comic maker and that was... It was a column that he was running on a website. Maybe it was Boing? I can't remember what website it was but it was like some kind of like you know very contemporary early 2000s website and he was publishing this this comic strip and so when the the hip-hop stuff got popular and he saw that there was getting traction you know he did it for a long time and then he turned it into these you know to these publications but so as an independent maker he was it was really hard to find you know to, it's always hard to find a publisher and it was hard to get the publishers to make enough copies. So what, what, what he said was like every time they would do a run, it would sell out. But then they, you know, but they would kind of drag their knuckles about the next one. And then they, they would print another, you know, another batch and then it would sell out. And it's like, that's so annoying, you know, like usually you print more than you need. Well, no, they're building up demand. But like, it was, it was just, you know, it was like pathetic. Like, you know, he could have been selling probably 10 times more than he sold, but because... True. They were extremely limited, rare, yeah. you know. But it's not even rare. It was just they just didn't want to. They Let just didn't want to front the money to print the book. So anyway, so I think he's resolving that with a big Amazon pre-sale and all this stuff. So it, you know, whatever. So Hip Hop Family Tree free ad for Ed Piscor Hip Hop Family Tree collection. But what I have in my hands right now 
is Hulk Grand Design by Jim Rugg. So this is, you know, it's it's not as thick as the X-Men Grand Design, um, but it is bigger, so it's big pages. And just like the X-Men Grand Design, the idea is it's a retelling, um, an uh, what do you call it? Not honest, but a a true, a an accurate, an accurate retelling. Yeah. I mean, he's like he he's summarizing the Hulk story up to a certain year, and so I personally uh, was never really a big Hulk fan. So it was just kind of interesting to, uh, to you know, to like read up on the Hulk story. Um, Summarized <laughs> in the heart of a nuclear explosion, victim of gamma radiation gone wild, Dr. Robert Bruce Banner now finds himself transformed in times of stress into seven feet, 1,000 pounds of unfettered fury, the most powerful creature to ever walk the earth. <laughs> um, I definitely got most of my Hulk lore from the movies at, when I was growing up. And so, you know, to read this and to see what the actual comic book stories were. That was kind of interesting to very much a product of its times. A oh, lot yeah. of a lot of themes and aesthetics that are not appropriate these days. And I'm not to say not appropriate, but just not like cool these days. <laughs> not trendy or not. So I still enjoyed it. I don't I don't um I would recommend it. The art I think is pretty good. Um again like these artists demonstrating their ability to recreate these retro styles. Oh, what, what you smiling about, Chimp? No, that it said, uh, then then go Hulk yourself. Then I says this says then go Hulk. Then Hulk go himself. <laughs> I misread it. I thought you were saying go fuck yourself. Uh, go, <laughs> go Hulk, Hulk yourself. yourself. I saw the, the the Silver Surfer. Yeah, so you know, I love comic books, and uh, I don't know when I'm going to be buying any more comic books because I'm kind of back on the tool binge i uh i just i just bought a tool today a diagnostic tool called a sure test circuit analyzer it's going to be coming in the mail like in a week four hundred dollar piece of equipment that you plug into an outlet and it just tells you things about your circuit so i'm going to use those in my new job as an electrician as i was saying earlier you know i got so you never said why you thought you were going to get fired. Like I don't think I'm going to get fired. I just get paranoid about it. So oh. like uh, they sent me to this job. It was a passerella. Passerella is like a plank. You have like on a ship, you know, like walk the plank. But really, the, I guess the real idea of the plank must have been that that was, the, that was a piece of wood that they would stick out on the surface that you were, you were walking to, you know. So if you landed on a dock, you'd put the plank on the dock so that you could walk off the boat. And so the modern version of that is a passerelle, and usually it's an it's a mechanically or hydraulically controlled plank, and sometimes it's hidden in the boat. So this one, this boat that I was dealing with, this you know, this three step plank system would come out from the stairwell. I've seen it, and it yeah. would just like directly come out, like you know, the big piece would come out, and then like the second two steps would come out and then the final step would go all the way. And so this was a metal, you know, metal structure and it had these wood planks that were sitting in the metal structure that was moving in and out. And in the corners of the wood were these little LED lights that were like half an inch in diameter, 
little circular LED lights, just one on each corner. And the idea is that you would be able to see where the plank was, even if it was really dark, and you would see where the corners of the plank were, so you wouldn't, you know, step off of it or like, you know, miss a step and then fall because you don't want to fall in the water. So they had to redo this plank because these things, these passerelles, they get twisted and bent and they get abused from people like jumping on them and like using them as dive boards when they are not dive boards. They are extremely expensive pieces of equipment. So they completely removed this whole thing and they had to like, you know, twist the metal to get it kind of more straight and to do, you know, to be welding things and all kinds of work was done to get this thing working again. And my job was to get the little lights in the corner working. Uh-oh. <laughs> so there were eight lights in total. Six of these lights was really simple because the wood had a nice little channel carved into it that you could run a new line, you know, a new electrical line. And so I could, you know, really nicely put the put the light and and uh, I soldered the, the cables of the light to the cables that we were installing into the planks. And then we silicone, you know, we put silicone in the cavity in which the light was sitting so that it was like well supported by the silicone. And then we installed the planks and six of these lights, everything was fine. But the two lights all the way at the front of this, of the passerelle on the final plank, there was no channel carved into the wood. The, 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 the cable for the lights was in the metal. It was run in the metal all the way, you know, to the end of the of the passerelle system. So they could not replace the the cables. They had to use the old cables. And the the space in which the light would fit into the wood, it was such that as like the light was maybe about half an inch or an inch. It was like an inch deep, like away from the edge of the wood. And then the cable pretty much had to come down from the light and immediately go out a little cavity on the side of the wood and then into the metal. So there was very little space to work with in this situation. So did you fuck it up or not? Oh my God. So, so for like two days in a row kept, you know, attaching new lights and installing the lights. And then every time, like they would work at first, but then when you put the wood in place, it would crush the tiny little wires that the lights came with and it would disconnect and it would stop working. So didn't add some slack. Oh my God. Cause there was no space. All right. All right. right. So what ended up happening, cause I ended up working with this like other guy for on the third time that I went there and he was stressing out and like it was 6.30. As like I said, on Thursday, it was 6.30. Oh, and, and he had hoped that he was going to leave on time, which is 4.30. And so he's all like, no, no, we got to finish this. We got to get this done. We cannot come back to this job. So he, he, he took a drill and with a, with a certain kind of a bit that called a burr, he shaved out the underside of the wood to create it a bigger cavity so that we could have slack for the cable and whatever. So long story short, it finally worked and everything, you know, so, but the fact that, you know, I just, there's really, it wasn't my fault, right? But it was my responsibility. To and think of something to fix it. Or something like that. So that, that's what's freaking me out about my job, you know, is that they're putting me in these situations where they hired me as an electrician, not as a carpenter, not as a mechanical person. So when these problems are not electrical based, you know, but like I'm the person who has to make like, like I'm not done until the thing is working. 
Yeah, so, you know, whatever. Everyone was happy that it was done. Nothing was said of it on Friday. <laughs> so I don't think I'm going to get fired, especially because someone said they were like, you need to have two of these three. Didn't you start this podcast with, um, you know, oh, you know, we should like, uh, why get someone else to do it? You know, you should do it ourselves. Well, is it that? And now you're like, oh, I'm, I'm an electrician. Oh, I'm, I'm no, not a carpenter. I'm not, it's not, I'm not saying that like I don't, I'm not willing to do those things. But it's just that because I'm new to the job, I like to start with, I had mentioned, you know, way earlier in the job, like let's say on the first day as opposed to the third day, I already said like, we need to shave more of this wood out. Yeah. And you know, but because I'm the electrician, like, like no one gave a fuck that I said that. Like Panda said, you need, you need to make executive decisions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need to execute. And you're like, off with your head. We're doing it my way. You know, so from the beginning, I already knew that like the problem was that there was like this, this t- tiny situation that was engineered to work the first time and only the first That's time. That's it, yeah. <laughs> as, as often happens on these freaking boats. And you know, so next time I just, I need to have bigger balls and I need to say no. Be alpha. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I grind my after coffee. ninety days. Like, if it, I, I got to survive the ninety days, and then I'll start throwing my balls in people's faces. All right. <laughs> I grind my coffee with some burr grinder. Yeah, it's like a flat kind of thing, right? Flat and them steps. Well, there are different shapes. Yeah, there are different shapes of burr grinders. Okay, so there's. I got one more show and tell, and I, I actually have some of those uh, little kit I have for, for, for my drill. Mm-hmm. It's like round. It goes, mm, yeah. What are you talking about? I might have to get a coffee machine because if we get a coffee sponsor for Bitcoin Brunch, which, you know, again, if we if we do the move, we're going to have a coffee sponsor. So it would be great to Oh, have, you mean like a like a industrial thing? I don't know about that, man. Uh, it's just we need to have enough coffee for everyone who wants coffee to have coffee. And I like, you know, it's I don't go out of my way for coffee, but... If it's there, I like to drink it. So are you thinking like like drip coffee? Are you going to do espresso? Are you going to do like uh, like pour over coffee? <coughs> oh, you could have told me I hit the mute button. All right. Well, you're the coffee snob. So what should I do? I don't know. Like the easiest would be um, the drip machine. Okay. All right. So maybe I'll just go get a drip machine. We'll see. Everything everything will be resolved, you know, in the near future. But the idea is for an April second, you know. Um, so we're, it's coming soon. Wow. Yeah. You still won't tell me where it is. What an asshole. Not on the show. Not unless someone boosts us like a big amount to to bribe me. So. Oh, Austin, three weeks. Oh, I get it. It's right before April Fool's Day. So on April on Saturday, right I'm like, just April kidding. <laughs> no, you know, I actually had that thought for a moment, but uh, <laughs> I don't think Professor Ack would do that to me. So, oh shit, what? we lose an hour tonight or tomorrow. What? It's already that time of year. Fall spring back, spring forward. forward. Yep. So at three in the morning, or it's going to become four in the morning. Uh, so that means when I would have got up at six o'clock, it's gonna be seven o'clock. So I'm gonna have to get up at, I'm gonna five. have to get up at five o'clock. Ugh. Oh, it's gonna be tough. Oh, but it happens tomorrow, right? It happens tonight to tomorrow. So at least I get to. Ugh. So that means that when would have been brunch at ten is gonna be nine. <laughs> to go buy oh, some. oh, there's another thing. So I do want to mention before I do show and tell. I guess before I finish up show and tell. 
is uh, I think I'm going to have a special guest tomorrow. Let's see if it happens. But I'm totally going to call him out on the air because if he doesn't show up, then SPF, then we get to use this as a as a guilt trip that he should come sometime soon because Hoddle Tarantula, a uh, a revered Bitcoiner who is a uh, is a Bitcoin miner, not only a Bitcoin ideologue but also a Bitcoin miner. So I'm excited to possibly have him at Bitcoin Brunch tomorrow to talk about the state of Bitcoin mining in 2023 um, and his perspective versus, because he's not a publicly traded miner as far as I know. And I'm very bearish on publicly traded miners because I don't think that they're competitive enough. I don't think that they can chase the kind of margins that that I think more private uh, firms can can do so you know uh you should come to bitcoin brunch tomorrow but if you're but you're probably going to hear this way afterwards anyway so <laughs> i'm going to be on a community bike ride bike mm. three bike for 305 bike 305 nice nice yep. i hope you enjoy it so for show and tell what, what where are they where are they riding through it always starts at uh city hall and it rides like which the, city hall nmb this is an nmb event it's been going on for years oh um it starts at city hall then it's like a three mile ride along um Snake Creek ends back at the city hall, and then there's a bunch of vendors. Blah blah blah. Well, what time? One to four. Interesting. A bunch of vendors. Where? In front of city hall. Literally, they they close down between uh the um, the what Edna Moffat Boulevard one seventy first. Uh huh. Yeah. So you're saying when you say vendors, you mean like food trucks? Food trucks, shit like that. Like, you know, like usually there'll be little um, like stands for like different companies. They're promoting their stuff, you know, either insurance or some other stuff. Who knows? I kind of want to check that out. So let's see how brunch goes. But maybe on the way back, like does that does that food truck thing go on for a while? One to four. Oh, so that ends at four. The ride starts at one. It's going to be done before. Oh, it's a quick o'clock. ride. So never mind. I'm probably not going to make it. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I never, like, uh, if I can get out of brunch at three, it's a miracle. Um, I usually get out at like four or four. Just get brunch. Just say you're sick. Right. So I I almost skipped brunch last week because my, you know, the guru was in town. Oh, yeah. And I saw the guru with my, with my mom and, uh. But that was at five. So I did go to brunch from 10 to like 1240. Ooh. What? So early. People start coming in at one. Yeah, that's okay. I don't care about those people. I mean, I, I care about everyone, right? <laughs> but, you know. Primitive one at gmail.com. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dox me, will you? You asshole. All over your forehead. Um. Okay, so for show and tell. So recently in my apprenticeship, course we were in a machining class so i machined this this little square here um so it's two and a half inches by two and a half inches wow and then it's got four holes of different styles drilled on a diagonal each at a um half inch interval so half inch one inch one and a half inch two inches and yeah, so it's just, you know, they were just a <clears throat> exploring different skills that people use in machining. So one of the holes is um, recessed to allow a certain kind of, you know, bit, um, what do you call them? 
Oh man, why is my brain farting right oh, now? Oh, you fucked this one up. Ooh. No, I didn't. It's just the bottom side. I can deburr it and it'll look okay. This side looks good. But well, yeah, so it's just a nice little. I like know, the lines. Nice little project that we did. That's pretty cool. I'd probably get rid of the lines eventually. What kind of metal is this? That is aluminum. Yeah, this is a block of solid aluminum. Well, it's only an inch high. So it's an inch thick square of aluminum. How many sats do you think I can get for this? <laughs> if you well, you know, if I become famous one day, maybe something. But other than that, it's 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 just a, you know, it's a machining project. So you know, oh look, ma. I mean, he he's the guy was really nice. The guy who taught the class, he's an Irishman, and um, or was he a Scottishman? Oh God, what's the difference? What? <laughs> <clears throat> just you know, a body of water. And my dad was a machinist for thirty, forty years. Yeah, machining is cool. He did a ton, of, a ton of that shit. Yeah, I mean, he probably did stuff that was made way more intricate. intricate. It depends on what it was, though. Whatever the government wanted. Well, yeah. A lot of machining is... Um, so th there's machining where you're creating one part like a thousand times, and then there's machining where you're creating thousand parts one time or just like one part one time and so they're it's slightly different because when you're doing a bunch of parts a bunch of the same parts then you kind of have steps so you're going to do like you're going to do the first step and you're going to run it through all of the things and then you know well it also kind of depends on the mill it's a little easier to get away with things because the mill is upright and you can sort of clamp things in place but with the lathe the lathe is is um horizontal and it's spinning and the problem with the lathe is that once you move a, a work piece out of the out of the clutch that was holding it, then it's it's very difficult to get it to be in the exact same like linear position if you try to put it back in. I don't know if that made any sense to you. I stopped listening. Oh my god! It's okay. I watched a cool video today. Um, and it's, I find it pretty interesting because I think it's, it seems to be pretty true to me. Um, but it was going into how video game music is kind of inspiring. Okay, well, let's, let, 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 like, let's first talk about like, like early jazz and how it was basically interpretations of pop music at that time in the 20s and 30s. Whether they were musicals, operas, um, you know, like um, Broadway stuff, Tin Pan Alley stuff, but throughout the '40s and '50s and '60s, it was a lot of interpretations of those songs, and then a lot of them got redone again and again. It was, it, um, they became standards to the point where people either listening to the music or learning the music knew them through their jazz interpretations and didn't know that all the things you are came originally from some musical in, in the twenties or, mm -hmm. you know, and, or summertime came from a, a George Gershwin. And so this, this, this video was kind of trying to argue that that's kind of what's happening now with video game music. Um, there's this whole long list of, you know, songs from the nineties and two thousands that are kind of like having a resurgence in popularity through through jazz jams, there's actually a little jazz, um, you know, like how, um, how we would go to Churchill's and 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 they're playing songs. Now people are um, there's some clicks doing that with just video game music. 
And it's, it's just kind of interesting as the newer generations come in that they weren't alive when Mario came out. You know, um, they may not know the song or this particular song that came from Mario, but they they know it through um, the interpretations that exist. And not just jazz. It's also, you know, there's a lot of like metal interpretations, a lot of different interpretations. Yeah, I mean, kind of music. you hear it all the time. I, I There was a song, I can't remember what it was that I was hearing yesterday. And based on the lyrics, I'm like, oh, you know, this is a song I've heard before. But the, the style was completely changed. The aesthetic of the song was completely changed that it wasn't until it finally got to the chorus that I was able to, oh, right. Like, I, I, I absolutely have heard this song before. But it was so different that if I had never heard the original, I would have no concept that there was an original. Like, this is the original for me. Right. And so I totally understand what you're talking about. Um, it's an interesting phenomena. And he's basically trying to argue that, you know, these are going to be the new jazz standards in the next five, 10 years if the, I guess, the jazz establishment embraces it. Because right now it's, it's you know, it's it's part of it. Um, there's some actually some like Grammy award winning groups um, doing work like this. But until the actual establishment embraces it or, you know, the younger audience just becomes the establishment. <laughs> um, yeah, it'll be interesting. That, that was pretty cool because I grew up with that music and it's definitely a big part of me. I also wonder though, at least in my life, if I'm ever going to be in tune with that kind of a thing because you got to imagine like jazz, for instance, is such a, a niche compared to mainstream pop culture. And so, you know, even if let's say the jazz world were to kind of embrace these styles or these songs and and to then maybe even, you know, create their own cultural interpretation of these songs. And the, the songs suddenly have a life of their own over time because of, the, you know, the, the people who now come to learn these songs, maybe never having experienced their origin. But it's still going to be kind of like a niche, at least in the jazz sense. But and then in pop music, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what I'm talking about at this point. <laughs> Culture is complicated. I, I see what you're saying, but, but I think it would just leach into uh, someone will make, um, you know, like a, a more poppy interpretation of the song or a more, you know, samba interpretation. Who knows? I mean, people already do it, but it's not, it's, it's, it's in itself niche. So who knows? Maybe it'll become larger than that. Jazz hands, as Panda says. So there was something I, I kind of had the concept of, I wanted to mention here, not necessarily going to discourse about it, but because um, I'm, I'm writing an essay for Bitcoin Brunch and it's called My Heroes Need Bitcoin. And it's, it's, a, it's me kind of contemplating over the last few years, seeing various people who have influenced me like a you know youtube video content creators uh, maybe podcasters but basically people who have particularly people on youtube where they're kind of talking maybe about something that's somewhat countercultural, uh, revolutionary uh, controversial um, and then seeing them kind of get quashed by the algorithms and by the censorship and the movement towards like PC culture in the last few years. And then I think about how 
if these people, instead of becoming so dependent on these centralized services like a YouTube and Google, if instead they had been trying to build a reliance on Bitcoin and to make, you know, a free exchange of value, the basis of their, of their livelihood, if, if they wouldn't be in a much better position today than on the other hand, where they're like, oh, you know, I'm a YouTuber, but I'm getting, you know, like my, my, uh, my videos aren't showing up in my followers feeds anymore and et cetera, like that, you know, and then eventually they, they just get taken off YouTube altogether. And it's like, like a, one great example of that is a guy named uh, the Corbett, James Corbett, and he has something called the Corbett Report, and you know, and he kept saying for years, and it's, uh, in a way, it almost gets annoying, like because for years he's talking about how they're going to kick him off YouTube, and they finally do, and I didn't care, even though I, I mean I liked his content, but I'm just like ah, oh, you bitched about it so much that when it finally happened, it just I don't care anymore. So instead of following him to wherever it was that he uh, then kind of decided to maintain his content, which is like you know, some platform that he controlled himself, I just stayed on YouTube because even though I hate Google, it's so convenient. Was it Nebula? No, no, no. It was like his website, you know, Rumble. for some service, um, which this brings up another great point is that I want to de-Google by the end of the year. <gasps> and... Based on this discussion, I have to ask myself, which uh, am I like, does that include stop using YouTube? And that's, you know, that's a very, that's a very complicated question for me to answer. Um, because, uh, man, I, I like the content that I get on YouTube, but I hate Google. So I don't know. I don't know what to think. I don't know what to do. I don't know, because, I mean, is not using YouTube de-Googling? I think YouTube has become so fucking... It's like it's like a Wikipedia, you know? Like, no one goes to the encyclopedia anymore. They just go to Wikipedia. And I, 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 I couldn't imagine not using Wikipedia, even though I don't necessarily support it. And I try not to support Google, other than, you know... I did... I, I gave I gave Wikipedia a few dollars one time, and and they'll never let me forget it. Communists. <laughs> I kind of like Wikipedia, but it would be you know it's maybe it's time for an alternative. You know maybe it's time for I don't know like how do we break the monopoly of Wikipedia, but also increase the value to society as opposed to increasing the noise and the confusion in society? Because to me that's a very likely possibility if we were to have competitors to wikipedia is that it just suddenly it just gets more confusing like wikipedia saying this but you know truth truth media by by trump's organization is saying that so i don't know which one's the truth i think tucker will come out with that before trump does <laughs> but tucker carlson and then because when i think about it, i don't use youtube that much like so I guess it'd be easy for me to kick it out of my life. Maybe not YouTube. Well, I, I need a music streaming service, but. But then I'm thinking about like, okay, what about the 27s right now? Like, do they use YouTube or do they, do they use TikTok to find their videos? And they just happen to use YouTube and someone links them, you know? Yeah. 
Like who like who actually goes to youtube.com and looks at their feed? Me. I know that, but And this is something that I also realized is that when those um like when James Corbett was complaining about his videos not showing up in people's feeds, I realized that these people were 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 finding their content in a way that was different than me because I'll go to YouTube and then I click on the subscriptions button and then I literally have a list of all of the recent videos that the people I subscribe to have published, like all of them in chronological, like reverse chronology. So I never miss a video. Yeah, I rarely do that. Like I have it there, I see it, but like I would... I'll turn on YouTube rarely just to see what pops up for like someone I want to listen to. And like, I might get two videos deep. Might. I just don't have the attention span. I got, I have to do something else. <laughs> it's such a big- I'm surprised I watched that video today and it was like 30 minutes long. It was good. It was great. I loved it. Uh, Adam Neely. I've mentioned him before. Bass guy, but. I, that's my habit. Like when I get home from work, I sit down and I'll usually put together a playlist based on the recent videos and my subscription. And then I sit there and watch those videos. Why don't you work out watching the videos? No, I could work out and like listen to podcasts, but, and really music is the best thing for working out. Like it's too distracting to be listening to a podcast and trying to work. out. I can't keep track of like your sets or anything like that. It's just, just, nah, it doesn't work. Agreed. So you should definitely, um, get rid of YouTube. Before you get rid of Google. Hmm. That's going to be real hard. Or, you know, <coughs> try like a week. Try a week without Google, oh, without YouTube. And then two weeks. Maybe it's your AC. When's the last time you changed your filter? Uh, 11 days ago. Really? Yeah. That's just how the AC sounds. No, I'm saying my throat. Like maybe it's the, the AC air hitting me. It's drying my throat out. Maybe it's Duncan. Could be, but that doesn't usually happen to me. Yeah, it's just today, so I don't know. <clears throat> Maybe one of your Brazilian uh, compatriots gave you the Brazilian coof. Oh my God, I would hate that. I hope not. <laughs> I can't wait to go to Brazil, man. Next year, I hope to do some traveling because it's, it's like so annoying being stuck here in the United States. You feel stuck here? Yeah, because of my apprenticeship, you know? Oh. Like, I don't want to travel for just a short period of time. You know, I like to slow travel these days, so. Brazil would be nice. Guatemala. I mean, uh, El Salvador would be nice. Guatemala, I think, is going through a civil war or something right now. They've always been warring. <laughs> they're, I think they're one of the best or the best central or South American currency compared to the dollar. Mm-hmm. So they've always been pretty financially well off because of so many investments from um, the Americas, from North America. They're pretty good. At least in the, in the central parts. Panda, we're going to have to get you on the show to tell us the story. Um, so if you're free next weekend, <laughs> that, my first mass shooting. Oh my god! Yeah, Panda said he went through his first mass shooting. Um, I've uh, thankfully never been through a mass shooting, and I hope never to be through a mass shooting. May the universe grant my wish. That's uh, that sounds pretty intense. So we're gonna have an exclusive interview next week with the Panda Man, 
to discuss uh, his, <laughs> his his Guatemalan mass shooting. Yeah, I mean, like Guatemala, it's 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 a big place, you know. It's um, how big is it? Pretty big, bigger than my head for sure. And that's pretty big, but it's mostly the city of Guatemala, and then after that, everything is just kind of like mountainous and villages and like like smaller cities. And then the northern end is just like a bunch of farms, a bunch of ranches. So like I could definitely see like a lot of civil unrest like along the whole country, but like I guess like the Miami of it or like the New York of it is just very like more like here. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably like a lot of places in Latin America. Like they have their kind of wealthy urban area and then They've got other things. <laughs> and then everyone else. A lot of land. That's yeah. right. I mean, I, I'm so, I want to travel. I really want to travel. I mean, I, I think I've mentioned one of the things that I want to do for traveling or one of the ways that I want to try to get that out of my system is to maybe work on a boat as an engineer for a, for a season or two. That would be really cool. Um, I'm really trying to work on my my diagnostic, my like electronics diagnostic skills, my electrical and electronics, so that you know if I can if I can get my skills high enough, then I can go independent and I can be traveling all over the world, just uh, troubleshooting people's yachts in different parts of the world. That sounds like a lot of fun to me. You know, the traveling can be complicated. A lot of people don't want to travel. They have families. Maybe they're not physically. Uh, well to be able to travel regularly it's not the most comfortable thing in the world um so i would love to do that you know i'd love to for that to be my niche for a while just to just go to all kinds of places all over the planet to tell people what the hell's wrong with their boat and then it'll inspire a new podcast yeah maybe well but and i hope to you know continue to do the saturday night lit regardless of where i am um the same thing with brunch too. Like I, I want to bring the spirit of Bitcoin brunch with me wherever I go. I don't know how I'm going to do that, but I definitely want to because I've obviously put in so many hours. Um, oh, this is another thing. April 16th. So this might end up being at the new spot, which, uh, you know, that's going to be interesting. April 16th will be the 100th Bitcoin brunch. And so I'm calling that day 500 hours of Bitcoin brunch. We're going to we're going to have a party. We're going to celebrate. We're going to enjoy ourselves that day. So I'm definitely going to have a lot more people coming in that day than I normally do. I'm going to encourage more people to come that day than I normally do. Um that's exciting. 500 hours of Bitcoin brunch. I've put so much time into it and my right baby's in time growing. for 420. <laughs> uh, so you say. Got anything else for us tonight? Uh, well, no, I think that's pretty much it. You know, I'm feeling good. Uh, I hope everyone's doing well. You know, it's going to be a great year. Just keep working, keep building. How about you, champ? Nope. All right. Well, peace in the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs>